Blog Talk Radio. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. She's been involved in, and Laura Jacobson, she is what they would call a Hollywood reporter, and she'll be joining us in the second hour. But let's see, uh, let's see, one of my uh, co-hosts is here. Uh, Big Swing, are you there? I am, yes. All right, well, hey, welcome back to the show, man. This is a rare occasion for you to be on our Monday show. I'm in that sweet spot where I don't have uh, baseball, football, basketball, anything like that to, to directly cover. I do got to do a couple of updates on the station here for college basketball tonight, but it's nothing that I'm directly covering. So I'm kind of in between sports right now. So, yeah, it's a, right. a lucky uh, break, but, yeah. Well, we're glad that you're here, and uh, uh, our buddy Luke will be using the force to call in here in a while. Unfortunately, Scott Hand is uh, sick this week, so he is not able to join us. And Matthias has uh, had some family issues that he had to deal with, and he is stuck in an airport in Denver. So he is ah. not able to join us. How's that, how's but, that knee doing for him? Is his knee healed, or how's he, well, how's he doing? Well, I'll next? tell you what. It's, it's funny you ask that. You know, we have you and I have launched a Tuesday show called the – Icon Power Hour Plus, where we have spend an hour and a half. It changes the just name kind of, every week. <laughs> right, just kind of, yeah, which just kind of, which uh, yeah, yeah. just kind of, uh, we kind of shoot the stuff, and uh, we use off-color language, and you can check that out tomorrow night by listening, by clicking on the same it's link. The PG-13 uh, edition of the show, yes. Exactly, and we usually start around uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time to 7.30, maybe a little more. But uh, let's kind of give a little preview on that show uh tomorrow it's going to be no hold farts and we're going to have the owner of this station he's going to be talking to us about starting the radio station and some other stuff that we're going to ask him that's going to be fun in two weeks time we're going to have matthias on with us he's going to be doing a shoot interview we're going to let him go no holds barred unbarred unleashed you name it He's going to be telling us all about what caused the injury, what happened the day of, what happened since then, what he feels about the individual that caused that injury. So we're going to let him cut loose, and that's going to be really, really fun, and I cannot wait for that. And also, at the first week in March, we are going to have Deb Gardner return. Uh, As everybody knows, she's... As uh, she's, as you know, she's been on our show uh, many times in the past, and she has had many issues with Facebook and all this. 
And we've had her on, and she's not really been able to go no holes barred, so to speak. So the first week in March, she is going to be doing that with us, you, me, and Luke. And we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of that stuff, and she's got, going to have some special giveaways. Uh, and the rumor is she also is going to be writing a little book, and she has chosen our show to promote that, which is really, really interesting, and I kind of like that idea. I mean, it's always good to see, you know, guests of ours um, that we've been talking to for a long time uh, out there doing things, you know, and, and, you know, whether they're making reality shows or writing books or whatever they're doing, it's it's always, because we've we've been talking to them now for years, um, and, you know, it's good to see that she's still active and doing all that, so it's, um, it's interesting to be back on the Monday show just because, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, I do produce, you know, behind the scenes. I do set up all the soundboards and clips and stuff that you hear and put the guests on and do all that. But I'm not always a uh, vocal presence just because, like I said, I'm, I'm covering, you know, games and doing things on the side. I got one headphone in one ear. And oh, my God. Headphone. Who the hell cares? Exactly. I just had to do that. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it is nice. Well, I mean, you've got the host capabilities here this evening, but um, but I I am wondering uh, if we could set up uh, who, who the guest is this evening. Who's who? Who are we talking to? Because we, we talk well, to a lot of big time people. Well, our first guest is a uh, baby doll, uh, Nicola Roberts. Uh, you might recognize her last name. Uh, she has a famous ex brother in law, Jake the Snake Roberts. And she's going to be talking to us. And we're going to have actress Julie Grace. Uh, she's had a few movies, uh, Bridge, of, Bridge of the Doomed, Bloodthirst, uh, Devil's Night, and a lot of others. So she'll be talking about that. And Laura Jacobson, who oh, is so a female uh, trio tonight. Nice. Yeah, she's a movie producer. Nice. So it's going to be fun talking to her about that. Oh, God. And I do believe. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun listening to you uh, talk about how much you want to – her to put you in a movie role. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And uh, I do believe we do have Luke joining us. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey. How you? Hey, you're doing good. Alive and well. How are you guys doing? All right. And for for those of you who care, uh, on my left is uh, – on my uh, left is Luke – on my right is the big swing, and I'm in the center of the studio here, so kind of left to right as you're listening on my your head radio. Of the table. Yes, our first <laughs> guest will be calling in in about in about nine minutes. So once she uh, once she calls in, we'll do a commercial break, and we will then talk to her, and then do another commercial break, then the next guest, and another commercial break, and the final guest, and then our theme song, and then we. Uh, Book it for the so night. Pretty standard, uh, pretty standard interview show then, yeah, for the format, for format purposes. Exactly, right. and you know, I know that people are basically uh, tired at this point to know how you and I started. Everybody knows the story. I mean, you can check it out in our archives, so we don't really need to go about that. The interesting thing is where, and I, I know I keep harping on this, but where we started to where we are now is just amazing. And you got to admit, you never thought it would go this far, and it's still growing. Um, I thought it was, you know, I, I mean, we had, we we had a different cast back then, you know, in the beginning. But I thought it was just something fun that we 
wanted to do because we didn't have anything to do on Mondays. And, you know, there's always that hope whenever you put a, uh, something out on the internet, um, you know, it goes, it goes viral, hopefully. And, you know, people start listening and, you know, I knew that when our first interview, like our very first, like, okay, we're going to do the interview format. Boom. This is the first show from jump street was Buff Bagwell. I thought, uh, you know, all right, well, you know, it's, it's a big name to lay the groundwork. And, you know, since then, you know, obviously we've had, I can't even name them all. I've, I've, you know, I haven't forgotten them. I just, there's so many, uh, of names that we grew up on. I mean, Diamond Dallas Page, Ken Shamrock, uh, you know, the, uh, I believe it was Animal from the LOD. Um, you know, we had Gilberg, um, you know, Tito Santana. Tito Santana. Like, uh, yeah, Tito, Santino yeah. Morello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vicky Guerrero. Vicky, exactly. We've had so many that have been big names. We've had so many independents that are up and coming. Um, from, uh, I can't remember her name now, but there was one girl we Lit, spoke Ken, with. Uh, Kenzie um, Page. Yes. Yep. And and Luke, just so we you were know, her first um, interview. Well, yeah, Luke. Just so you know the history on that, we talked to her. Uh, she was like seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Just just really getting her feet wet in this. And then about two to three months later, uh, I happened to just turn on AEW. Just like yeah, check it out. I mean, AEW was in its infant stages still, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll turn it on. Why not? You know. And and there she was, boom, making her debut uh, on air in AEW and. I was just like, wow, you know, like this is somebody that we, you know, talk to first before anybody else. So, uh, yeah, really so that cool. was, but um, I will give it to Icon. I mean, I like to bust his balls a little bit as sort of the the heel commentator, but uh, he he does do a great job of going out there and getting guests and booking people. I mean, we, we talked to Roger Maris Jr. I don't know if if you guys out there are Yankee fans at all, um, but. You know, we, we've talked to numerous athletes. I mean, we did the the guy who did um, NBA Jam voice. You know, the guy who does the voice. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> yeah, all sorts different things. So the some of the guests that he's able to get on, they're not all wrestling based. Uh, a lot of them are, but you know, some of them aren't. And uh, the fact that he consistently has people lined up that actually call in and actually make the show possible uh, is, is really good because, I mean, he, he can say so he's blue in the face, oh, I got so-and-so, I got so-and-so, I got so-and-so, and then when nobody calls in and we're stuck just talking about nothing because we don't have a guest, uh, it's kind of – I mean, it's happened before, but it's, it's, not, it's not a common occurrence. So the fact that he's able to get these people to call in and they have enough faith and trust in the product and what we're putting together is, uh, is pretty cool. So – uh, I mean, really kudos, cool. kudos to him, and, and you know he's booked way out in advance. I mean, if you're trying to get on the show, I think it's uh, it's what it's it's internet. Is it uh, into you, next you can't, year? You can't, you can't get in now until uh, 2026. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. That I mean, that alone says it all right there. <laughs> it, 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 it's like the Attitude Era Live dentist office. You know, you can't get an appointment for months at a time, well, but. Um, yeah, you, so now, let me ask you this. Do you know, uh, do you remember uh, what day our anniversary is? Oh, I should. Um, I have so much other stuff going on right now that it's slipping my mind, but uh, but why don't you go ahead and remind us? All right. Uh, we debuted uh, March 28th, 20, um, uh, tw- uh, 2017. Uh, which was WrestleMania 33. Uh, that was the day after. 
we were mm-hmm. doing a we were doing Maui Madness, and uh, your buddy yep. was down here, and Buff, oh. we were watching uh, WrestleMania and Maui Madness with uh, Scott Steiner, and also Buff Bagwell, and that was the WrestleMania where Stephanie Man wore that leather outfit that she came down in the um, oh, she the came down in that leather outfit. In the motorcycle. Yeah, the, the, in the, yeah, they drove like the they drove like the army tank and stuff. I remember that. That was a long time ago. <clears throat> time ago. That was before Stephanie actually looked like a middle aged woman. But um so my my thing here, Icon, is you know, when you do that when you do that that now and then uh, I went down, uh for those of you who don't know, I, I went to good old Fargo, North Dakota, you know, three different planes and uh and I went the down there year. and um the second year the we second, did that. Second, yeah. second year, and we had, you know, I I met uh, Billy Gunn, and I think Mick Foley was there. Uh, there was one other I can't remember, but uh, but but Billy Gunn's bigger in person than than, you, than he looks on TV for sure. You know, remember Mariah Pressure was our special guest that we sponsored. You Mariah, and I. yes, Mariah Pressure, the local the local hero uh, out there, but. My my question, I guess, um, I, I don't know what your relationship is now. Here it is, what six, seven, eight years later, um, to with uh, with Bob Footit. But uh, are they still doing the Maui Madness thing out there? Or are they still doing anything like that? Or no, unfortunately, that unfortunately not. Uh, currently, it may still come back eventually. However, uh, you know, Bob uh, had a issue, you know he had a great business. And um, you know, COVID kind of put really put Maui Madness on the shelf, so to say. Uh Yeah. So it it really destroyed a lot of stuff, unfortunately. So COVID actually took out Maui Madness. Hopefully, it'll come back in the future. And uh, you know, also remember that uh, I do believe that uh, yeah, it was Mick Foley and Billy Gunn that was there that time. And there was one other too, but I can't remember who it was. But I remember it was, those it was Animal. It was Animal. Oh, was it Animal? Animal Legion yeah. Doom. But yeah, big, wow, big that's, such a, that's such They're a all... unique three pack. I know, yep. right? I mean, wow. it was crazy. Um, I can. We do have the uh, the eight two eight caller number on it, as you can see. Yeah, we're gonna we're, yeah, yeah, we're gonna take a quick little commercial break. We'll be back after these messages with our first guest. So stick with us. After these words from one of our great sponsors, stick with us. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, a living legend in female wrestling. She is the reason why so many female wrestlers back in her day retired because they did not want to face her. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you at this time, she is Baby Doll. Hey, y'all. How are you? Hey, yeah. How's it going, Baby Doll? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Great to have you with us. Here's how we're going to do this. Uh, 
should I call you Miss Doll or Miss Roberts, or how would you like us to address you? Baby Doll is fine. All right, so here's how we're going to do this, Baby Doll. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But before we do that, we'd like to give have you give us a little background about yourself, so go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was born into the profession of um, professional wrestling. Both of my parents were wrestlers. My dad promoted in Lubbock, Texas, and I grew up uh, seeing my dad promote his weekly uh, wrestling events at the Fair Park Coliseum. I grew up watching Terry Funk, um, Dory Jr., uh, Dusty Rhodes, Manny Fernandez, Ted DiBiase, the, uh, Von Erichs. It was um, it was quite a childhood, especially since I loved wrestling. I think if uh, it would have been a lot different if I didn't love the sport, but I absolutely love it. And I've worked with um, Gina Hernandez, Tully Blanchard, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Rick Flair, The Warlord, Larry Zbysko, Rock and Roll Express, um, The Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, uh, Jake Roberts, um, pretty much a who's who of wrestling I've I've worked with. I've I think I've managed um, as many guys as many of the WWE managers like Bobby Heenan and Mr. Fuji. I would put my numbers up against theirs. Wow. And. Uh... There's one thing I, I do want to uh, uh, mention here real quick. Um, you did uh, recently have a birthday, a happy belated birthday on uh, February 13th, uh, where you turned uh, 22 years old. <laughs> well, what's really cool is I turned 62, and I was actually born in 1962, and I was born on a Tuesday, and my birthday this year was on a Tuesday. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Baby Dolls, our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. We got about uh, 28 minutes. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll uh, then we'll do the roundtable and come back to me. You know, being uh, being born in Lubbock, Texas, and from Lubbock, Texas, I know that you know all about Buddy Holly because he's from there. One of my musical heroes. Right. And okay. uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you were. Uh, I don't know if you, I'll understand if you don't want to talk about this, but if I'm not mistaken, you were uh, married to a famous wrestler, even though you were more famous than he was, and you had some uh, uh, wrestling relatives, uh, in-laws that were wrestlers. Is that correct? Right. Uh, Lubbock and being married to Sam Houston is quite a tie-in. Um, yes, I was born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. I actually went to the same high school as Betty Holly, and I saw his... Um, where he'd written his name, kind of it's his name in the back of the uh, theater, on the uh, in the backstage area. He had uh, signed oh. his initials back there, and then um, K Dave Radio was like the big radio station where he actually had like breakout concerts, where if he couldn't get somewhere to play, he would actually get on top of the radio station, and have like impromptu concerts on top of the radio station. Um, <laughs> I was married to Sam in 1986, and Sam and I have two daughters, uh, Micah and Michaela. Micah is a musician, and she lives in Fayetteville with her boyfriend, Kyle. And then um, my youngest daughter, Michaela, has been wrestling for, oh, my gosh, quite a while now, since she was 14, so like 17 years. 
and she's um, working with NWA now as Samantha Starr, as Miss Starr, and uh, she's uh, third generation. She's the only third generation female wrestler with her mom and her grandmother uh, being wrestlers, also her dad and her uh, two grandfathers. So three out of four grandparents were wrestlers. Both of her parents were wrestlers. And then Jake the Snake Roberts is her um, uncle. And WWF Women's Champion Rockin' Robin is her aunt. So I always say that she's like 3G times 2. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that is Buddy Holly playing in the background. (laughs) All right, and uh, we have baby dolls, our guests here. We got about uh, twenty-four minutes, so uh, like I said, I'm going to ask you some tougher questions a little bit. But uh, first off, why don't we go to uh, our first co-host? His name is Luke, and baby doll, he does like to use the force. Uh, go ahead, Luke. What do you got? <laughs> hey, baby doll. Um, uh, I, I mean, man, between music and wrestling, it sounds like uh, your family's got it both going on. Uh, what are, What are the oh, yeah. uh, birthday parties like when you have them? I mean, shoot, they must be a just a collection of interesting, awesome people. It, it is, either on both sides of my family, because um, also uh, Sam and I divorced in 94, and then in 2017 I remarried, and I married another wrestler. His name is Chad Bird, and we live <laughs> in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, and during our <sighs> wedding we actually had a gunfire in the background of the video because we live out in the country, and it's like every afternoon somebody's shooting somewhere, so you hear gunfire. <laughs> it's like like Chicago or St. Louis or anything like that. It's just people out in their yard shooting. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like a nice free place, to, like a, a cool, uh, relaxing uh, one with nature also. Nature, music, it wrestling. It sounds very, like a great I've, I've tr- lived a lot of places. Right, I've lived a lot of places, and this was the one that once once I landed, this was it. I told everybody, I said, I'm not moving again, and I mean it. <laughs> Man, I, it makes me want to go on vacation. I'm I'm ready to pack my bag and come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my, you know, my just... husband is not the most friendly person, so I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Well, yeah, baby, I was going to say, that's why I, I stopped calling at 2 in the morning, because, one, I don't know what the time zone is, and, uh, two, uh, when I found out how big your husband is, uh, that he could squash you like a little bitty grape, I, I figured, well, I'll just let her call me from now on, you know? Right, right. Well, and, and he's a biker, too. We have, like, seven Harleys, and he's always working on those, and and he's the epitome of a biker, so... Yeah, I, he's one of the reasons why I love him. I mean, he's tougher than I am, and that's hard to find. Uh, baby Dolls, our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM. Now, we have a uh, uh, our, our next co-host, uh, The Big Swing. He is a – I know he's a big fan of uh, your ex-husband, and he's also a fan of your ex-brother-in-law, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, so, Big Swing, what do you got? Go ahead. Did, 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 we, did he leave us? We, well, yeah, because you're on. I, I would be speechless too, but I have to talk. No, I'm, I, I'm here. <laughs> I realized my, my, my mic was was, was muted because I kind of jerk. Um, no, I, uh, I I I'm a I'm a fan of wrestling history, but uh, unfortunately, Jake was a little bit before my time. I was 
just getting to know who Jake was when Stone Cold made his, you know, Austin 316 thing in 96. So I, it was a long, you know, I, I had to go back and rewatch a lot of Jake stuff. So yes, I'm a fan, but I didn't get to watch him live, unfortunately. Um, but for the wrestling aspect for you, what, what were some of the, the greatest memories and moments that you have had, uh, you know, in, in your long career around the business? I mean, what, what, what were some of the stories you like to tell, you know, around a campfire or something, you know, about, about the business? <laughs> It was, I guess, oh, my gosh, because there are so many, and I, it's been so long ago and, and things like that, but um, I was only really in the business for about two years from, like, 85 to 86, and then a short amount of time between 87 and 88. So I really don't have, like, the long, drawn-out career like a lot of my friends do. It, and well, that But you did, did, pa- I, you did I pack a lot of stuff in those two work. years, though. Exactly. I, I worked with the very best of the best, and I, in, in my opinion, I, I was involved in one of the greatest feuds in pro wrestling history with uh, Magnum and Tully. I don't think you could get a better storyline, better um, combatants. I mean, everything just worked in the short amount of time, in the six months that we worked between the Great American Bash in July of 86 to November of 86 with Starcade. And just the buildup of the feud and just the hatred between the two guys with the I Quit match in the steel cage, that's, in my opinion, one of the best matches ever in professional history, in professional wrestling, the history of it. Because it just, the buildup of it, just everything worked. And then the iconic switch when I went with Dusty and then back with Flair and then getting shipped off to Kansas City, it's like, the whole time I was working, it was like just magic, and it was a story. You know, it was just, it was almost like a fairy tale just to be working in like front of huge crowds and like doing TVs in high schools and then promos and everything. It was just, you know, if you scripted everything out, I don't think that anyone would believe like the schedule that we had. Um, I don't know about any. Oh my gosh. There's just, and then I look at there's so many stories, but it's just to this day I'm humbled by how many people remember me, and by um, like their stories that they come and tell me about like sitting on the couch with a loved one and and watching wrestling and remembering me, and I get to do the legends and the fan fest and things like that. And I'm getting ready to go to Ohio in like a little more than a week and. Then I've got New Jersey coming up and Utah and, oh, my gosh, I'm going out to Lubbock again. And um, it's just, it's really crazy. Like 40 years later, you know, I still get phone calls and get to talk to guys like you that, you know, that remember my career. And, and it's just, it's so cool. And I, I want to thank you guys. Thank you. Well, you know, one thing, you wanna, one, one thing I do want to, one thing I do want to mention here real quick um you know, uh, you uh, uh, you actually inspired a couple things. Uh, you know, uh, Dusty Rhodes. You know, he always used to say, "Yeah, here, let me tell you something, baby. We're gonna go out to the ring, baby, and we're gonna we 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 gonna we gonna we we gonna do this, baby, and then we're gonna go have a couple warm beverages down at the at the local pub, there, baby." And uh, every time he said "baby," it's because he used to hang out with you. Well, yeah, baby, it always just it was just. I, I was very fortunate because when Dusty saw me and, and 
Pelly was actually looking for a girl to work with at that time. I was just so fortunate that they saw me and Dusty saw the character and what I could do and that I wasn't like the normal girl and, you know, it's just because I'm, you know, like tall and five foot ten and athletic and they could, um, just the storyline worked. You know, it just, they were looking for Sunshine at the first. They were looking for Valerie. And um, I, I think that, that Val would have done really well with Tully, but I'm glad I had the spot because it was iconic. I mean, I, I, Tully and I were perfect together. And, uh, you know, I am a big fan, and I know people say, well, icon, you just ain't. No, it's not. I am a big fan, I'll tell you. Uh, another thing you inspired, and then we're going to uh, listen to a little Dusty Rhodes because I, I love his voice, but he used to go like this, baby. Uh, you know, you uh, actually inspired uh, in uh, – you, you uh, used to accompany a Jeff Jarrett uh, to the ring as his ballet, and uh, because of you, he wrote the song With My Baby Tonight, and the song was now about you. Now we know that. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I worked with Jeff Jarrett one time in Tampa. I believe that was like 2003, maybe 2004. Uh, Sal Carrente had put on a, a Legends Fan Fest, a wrestling reunion in Tampa, and I got to uh, walk the ring to, to, with uh, Jeff Jarrett as he faced uh, Tully Blanchard and J.J. Dillon. And, uh, you know, this is a little, uh, little clip of that. <laughs> So that was obviously about you. Now, now, now we know the secret. So that was about you. Uh, so now, when you uh, decided to uh, retire, I don't know. I think his wife might have an uh, argument with that, but yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Anyway, everybody. For, well, for those of you who don't know the backstory, of course. Uh, uh, well, we we won't get into Jeff Jarrett because this is your time. But uh, you know, the other cool thing is when you decided to retire. Uh, was it was it tough to walk away, or did you just realize that I, I'm I, I want to I have two beautiful daughters I want to go raise them and I don't want to break any bones or risk permanent damage. Well, it was more I wasn't so much afraid of getting hurt. It was the travel and being away from my family. The first year that I worked with Tully, I believe I only had like 15 days off the whole year. So having, you know, like two young daughters, they needed their mom. And I think moms are, like, really important in the family and that um, I just had to be there. And it was just my time. You know, I I could have done it, but I would have been very unhappy. And I'm so happy the way that my life has worked out now and my daughters are successful and happy and I'm happy. And it just, it all worked out. It really did. It was perfect. And uh, when you, uh, with all the different, uh, you know, celebrities uh, that that you work with, uh, do you have like a? Uh oh. I'm going to think that he had a favorite. The the best person that I worked with was Tully. Tully and I just clicked. And then probably Dusty would be my second choice. Oh, wow. 
Uh, Dust, uh, man, Dusty and Flair, that feud, I mean, you being part of that, that that's like the biggest Southern feud that there is, you know, and, and, and what that, oh, was, that was whole, totally rock and wrestling. <laughs> that's also awesome. And then just being, yeah, I just, and to be a girl in that situation, because there weren't any girls at that time, and it was, it was groundbreaking, and, and not knowing that I was breaking the ground, but I just did the best I could, and and thank goodness for YouTube and Vince buying the, the libraries and stuff. Everybody gets to see our work, and it's it's really classic. It really is. Yes, you have a, a complete um, – I mean, you're lucky. Like you, you sound very appreciative, which is awesome, and, and, and you also have your health. I mean, you, you know, yeah, and to wonder – that's – it's just amazing. It is amazing. That's very cool. It's like a – you have a, a – with the with – the, the way that everything is now, you have the footage and everything. It's like um, what you what should we call it? like a photo album almost. Uh, and and what what great great uh time to be in. Like you know, look you right. can look back well, at your and your, it's your cool. Right, it's cool because see, my girls get to watch my work and see what I get to what I got to do. Get to see their dad wrestle and Jake and Robin and it was just um about maybe a year ago. Maybe a little over a year ago, I actually got to see my mom wrestle for the first time. I'd never oh, seen wow. my mom ever. I had a few pictures and and things like that, but n- nothing um, that personal of her. And uh, there's several matches out now where she's in Chicago wrestling, and oh, and it's wow. it's really cool. And I wish I was um, had been able to see it while she was still alive, so I could have sent it to her so she could have seen it, but. Unfortunately, she passed before those came out. Well, you know that's that's her speaking to you from the grave. You know that's that's really cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I mean that. Oh, there he is. Cool. We, I lost, we lost you for a second. I think. Well, no. The, well, what I was going to say is, you know, uh, being uh, you know being a wrestler in uh, with all the chaos that uh, comes with it. Uh, is is there uh, is was there like a moment that you like regret? You know. Oh, I'm sure that there's regrets in my life, but um, to this day, if I changed anything, then I would be in a different spot than where I'm at now, and I wouldn't change anything. I mean, my my daughters have several um, degrees with high school and college, and. Um, careers and everything going so if I had changed anything or had any regrets where I said ah I would have done this different then my life would be different and I really at this point in my life I wouldn't change anything everything is really good I'm blessed I am truly blessed and you know we we have I I myself I mean uh, Luke and Big Swing they're a little they're a lot younger than me uh, by about 20 years but one thing I do remember, a baby doll, is the fact that uh, how professional you were. Every time uh, I saw you on the the TV, and I mean, I, I fell in love with you the first time I ever saw you in a WC, uh, WCCW, and you know I was you know with the with the Von Erichs, and I'm just kind of curious, did you watch the movie Iron Claw? No, I haven't seen it. I um, I was waiting kind of for everyone to uh, to get kind of everybody's feedback first, 
And what what I find interesting is everyone that knows Yvonne Eriks and and worked with them do not like the movie, mainly because they left wow. out Chris and and things with the movie just aren't true. And that I think oh. that they wanted, you know, just things like that. And with Chris, if we if if you knew Chris, I mean Chris didn't want to get left out. That was part of him being like the youngest Von Eric in the whole thing. He tried so hard to keep up. And he tried so hard to be part of the gang and part of everything. And he hated, I mean, literally, I know this for a fact, that he hated to be left out. And for him to be left out of the movie just because there wasn't Uh. enough time or some other things that just, it it seemed so disrespectful just to leave one of the brothers out that was such a key part of all of that. And that... Well, you know... Everyone that didn't have anything to do with wrestling and just watched the movie is just going to see the movie because they know the people that like wrestling love the movie, absolutely loved it. But anyone that was like in the business or knew the Von Erichs just didn't like it. And I'm just like, ah, I, I, I really at this point, I don't want to see it because I don't want to be this. I do want to see the guys that play the Freebirds. If, if I was going to see the movie... I'd like just to see their parts of it because I know uh, Brady Pierce and Silas, and I really want to see them as Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy. Now, I really, really, really want – I would see the movie just to see their parts. Well, you know, I'll, I, I, I don't know if I should admit this. Admit this, then. I've actually seen the movie nine times. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. wow. Well, the reason why is because Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado – uh, he was actually the first wrestler I ever looked up to. He was actually the first wrestler I ever idolized when he was in the WWE. Okay. Back back then, I didn't know his history. I didn't know his background. I just thought that he was the Texas Tornado. And watching the movie, I got to see more about him that I did not know. I had no idea about okay. the history that he had with Ric Flair. And it was it is a tragic story, but a lot of the thing about it is, it's not a wrestling movie. There's not a lot of wrestling in it. It's more about the Von Erichs and how, well, let's just say how Iron Claw the father was. Fritz. Okay. And I've but heard, I'll tell you um, what, though. From two is that Pam, that it really put a good light on Pam and Doris, oh, yeah. how they were kind of the, the glue that kept everything together, especially Kevin's wife, Pam. You know her faith in in God and the and family just kept the chaos together as best they, as that she could. You know, and I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, I do believe it was Pam that kept her husband from becoming a uh, part of the tragedy that is the Von Eric family, and that's how she's portrayed in that probably movie. It's so. very good. He he really was. Yeah, I mean, I I can attest to this because I'm I worked with him whenever I was in high school and part of college. Was I mean he was always wanting to get back home. He didn't he didn't want to stay over. He didn't want to go out drinking or partying with the other guys. Because in Lubbock, Lubbock's a part is a college town, so it's party town. And um, the guys would like to come up to Lubbock, especially because of Texas Tech. But Kevin always was trying to get that last flight to Southwest. Would had like a nine fifty. Or maybe I think it was one was nine fifty, another one was ten twenty, going back to uh, Love Field, and he would always try and get on those flights. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious uh, because I, I do believe you work with him. Is Jim Cur- uh, uh, Jim Curry? Is Jim Cornette really the jerk that he is? <laughs> Jim Cornette is a very smart man, and he has the his the knowledge that he has in his brain is amazing, and he can remember dates and times and places and and the whole thing and would write down, you know, methodical notes about the show so that whenever he went back, the fans would never see the same thing twice. And he has a very sharp wit about him, and it's very cutting. And um, if you're on the wrong side of the promo, yes, it can hurt. But we also made a lot of money. And, like, today I had posted that Ole Anderson had passed away. Well, Ole was so mad I know that was terrible at us because um, in July of 86, Cornette and I made more money than Ole did for the Great American Bashes, and he was upset that managers were paid more than wrestlers, but then, you know, we were like main of, we were either main event or semi-main event, and wherever we appeared, and I, I would like to think that we did help draw, but... He, he did get mad at us because we made good money. You know, uh, uh, so we can do this here. We got Baby Doll with us. We got about five minutes left. Uh, for our fans that want to check you out and see you, uh, or maybe book you for a appearance like at a Comic Con or Wrestling Con, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I have Twitter. I have Facebook. I have Instagram. I am very active on Twitter and Facebook. You can hit me up or. Message me, and I'll probably be a pretty good chance I'll message you back. I have um, really nice 8x10s available. I've sold out of my Slam Buddies. I'm getting some shirts made. Um, so the merch is coming in. So just contact me and let me know, and, and I'll be, um, gosh, I'm booked all the way through August. So hopefully I'll see you all down the road. And uh, we we uh, we have like I say we have a few minutes with you and I do appreciate you taking time on your schedule uh, to join us and uh, a lot of people don't know I actually booked you on the show eight months ago so we were uh-huh. able to keep keep in touch that long and I do appreciate uh, you being with us you're awesome and I can't I can't tell you how much we love you for that you're welcome and yeah. I I forgot to send you guys your pictures. So resend your address, and I will get that out to you tomorrow. Perfect. I will. I will uh, message you that. Uh, and also, uh, real quick here, there is one thing, and you're probably not going to believe this. Fans look like you're going, "Oh, icon, you don't." But it's true. Uh, I actually still have my issue of November of 1986, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, magazine that you were in, uh, where you listed as Dusty's personal assistant. <laughs> okay, he is personal. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I was working with Dusty. It was awkward at times because the promos were sometimes a little risque, especially when it's like eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and Dusty's still been—he's been drinking all night, and uh, he comes up with a thing of like all—all all women are the same if you turn them upside down and. Everybody's got this visual, and I'm having to stand there with a straight face going, I can't believe they said that. Well, uh, did, did you and Dusty Rhodes uh, late at night ever get funky like a monkey? 
<laughs> no, and there were no bubble baths or no trips to the Himalayas. Dusty was a very, very happily married man to Michelle, and he loved her more than anything else in the world, Shelley. And um, the mother of, of two of his children, uh, Cody and Teal, and they're both like super, super good per- people. And I think that's why it worked so well is because there was the chemistry, but then nothing happened. And we were, he was very... He was very faithful to Michelle. I can I can swear to that to this day. So, and then um, I saw Michelle. Oh gosh, I guess it was a couple of months ago, and she gave me a big hug. And she's starting the uh, a museum with Dusty stuff. So I love seeing her on the road. Oh wow, cool! Yep. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, a baby doll. It's so awesome, and I do appreciate. It. We only got about uh, sixty seconds left. Uh, you are wonderful, and I, I I know I didn't get the story how I told everybody back in elementary school that you were my aunt. Uh, I will curb that story, uh, but yeah, I, I actually brought I actually oh, brought wow, that magazine. I actually brought that magazine to school with me, and I said, "This is my aunt." And uh, one day, uh, one day she'll one day she'll pick me up from school, and you guys all get to see I'm not lying. And unfortunately, right. you, you so forgot where the school I related was. To your mom or your dad? So was uh, I your mom's sister, or your dad's sister? Uh, you were uh, my mom's sister. Okay. <laughs> Did she know this, or was this like? Oh no! Oh no! No. Did uh, she have a clue? She, no. Uh, my parents didn't find out that you were my sister until I got sent home uh, because I had a poor show and tell showing. Uh, he was my I didn't show up. I'm sorry. Well, we we didn't have like the um the uh, closed circuit TV. I could have called in and FaceTimed you. Well, you know, you know, I told you. Here's why I told him you didn't show up. Uh, you were uh, too busy uh, training bodybuilding with uh, Dusty Rose. Is what I told everybody. There you go. I got you. Well, I'll tell you what, David Doll, you are wonderful, and I do I do love you very much, and thank you for everything you do. And uh, if we haven't scared you away too much, we'd love, love to have you back on again uh, because you are just so super cool. We appreciate you. All right. Yeah, well, I've enjoyed my time with you guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks, David Doll. Uh, thank you, David Doll. All right. Bye-bye. Awesome. All right, that was Baby Doll, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, once again, the icon delivers again. Uh, Our next guest is Raymond Wings here real quick, but we need to take a quick little commercial break again. So if you uh, stick with us, we will be right back after these messages. So do not go away. So if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is here for all the grace. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the greatest actress in the history of Hollywood today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our lovely guest at this time. She is Julie Grace. Hey, this is Julie Grace. 
You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM. Your hosts are the icon with the big swing, also featuring Scott, the director hand, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. <laughs> well, hello, Julie. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I am doing great. I'm, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. How are you? Well, I- well, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I booked you on the show 11 months ago, so I'm glad that we were finally able to get this done. Uh, we have about uh, 30 minutes here with you, so we're going to have some fun. Uh, what we'll do here You're real right. quick is uh, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me and I'll ask you a separate question. But first, before we do that, we want you to add a uh, – give us a little background about yourself. A little background about myself. I graduated – uh, with a doctorate degree from Northeast Ohio Medical University, and I work in the medical field for eight years. And um, someone very close to me passed away all of a sudden with uh, a lot of, you know, things ahead, and it's like a wake-up call for me. And my workload is very heavy, and I figure I work like a machine. I figure one day I'm like, if I really like acting, and I really like modeling, but I never have the gut to pursue it. But at this point in my life, I'm like, if I don't pursue it, what if, you know, God calls me? I never know that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I said, okay, I'll I'll start doing something that I like. But at this point, I'm still a uh, no-name in the entertainment industry, so I'm just doing a little bit at a time, and I'm just trying to get involved in different different projects, Um pick up a small project here and there uh, as much as I can and, you know, start from there. <laughs> and uh, you've been you've been in uh, quite a cool, cool movies. Uh, you've been in Death Count, uh, Bridge of the Doomed, Night of the Tommy Knockers, uh, Bloodthirst, uh, Devil Knights. And there's an, uh, since you've got an upcoming project, I don't know if you can talk about it, but uh, uh, Rebel Bikers versus Vampires from Venus. I don't know. It says it's in pre-production. I don't know if you can talk about that. But uh, um, you've uh, you've had a couple of exciting movies that you've been involved in. Yes, I I was uh, actually all of those movies I um, helped funded the movies somehow and you know I got some roles. It was exciting, but for my future projects, I'm start picking up projects where I don't have to fund the movie and people start saying yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure, and you know I don't mind picking up small roles or extra. I'm just happy to be in the movie, and I'm just happy doing what I love. And it's not about just uh, making money, but uh, it's also you know doing something that makes you happy, and it's well, making know, spe- impact on. Well, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of making money, uh, you know, you mentioned that. Uh, you uh, are producing some of your own uh, films and some of your own projects. Uh, how many projects do you have that you're working on right now, or do you have planned for the future? Um, right now, my my work, I'm still sick, taking care of sick patients, and I'm trying to work it. I write a few songs, but I haven't had a chance to professionally record it yet. So I have music producers reaching out to me, and I have a lot of photographers Right now, I have to put them on the wait list because my work schedule um, 
I'm taking care of sick patients, and my work schedule is fully loaded, and I'm trying to find extra time to do things, get my music, like, professionally produced. But in the meantime, uh, I have, I just do for fun my videos and YouTube, those entertainment time with me. Um, you can see some of the songs I wrote. I wrote a song for Christmas. I wrote a song for New Year, but I haven't sing it yet or I professionally record any. I haven't professionally recorded any of my songs, but I'm planning to. And I really hope to, uh, so far I have good feedback from the Christmas songs I wrote, and people really enjoyed it. And I look forward to make music of my own. And um, I have several songs, and I really love to get some professional record. I don't want to spill all the beans yet. <laughs> Let's keep everything a secret for now. <laughs> well, what is your uh, what is your time frame for re- releasing the songs? I don't know because I I haven't get it done yet. So, but I want to get it. I have uh, an appointment with the music producer uh, sometime in April, and we'll go from there. But in the meantime, I'm when I have time, I'm writing new songs or I'm writing, you know, make, putting my own music together. And there's some of the songs from the artists that I like that in different language, I kind of translate them in English and then put my own touch of music in it and um, it, to put on my entertainment time with me show. It's just an informal show, and I do it for fun and to uh, – entertain in a way to entertain my audience and in a way to uh, promote the movies that I'm in. So it's a, uh, well, here, I'll put this out for you, uh, Julie. Uh, Julie Grace, our guest, we got about uh, 23 minutes here with uh, Julie. Here, I'm going to put this out for you. When you're ready to release your album and you start making these songs and you want to get them out to the masses, we would like you to call on our show and we would like to help you promote your album, your songs, everything for you. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really great. And it's just my time crunch right now because I, I work I, when I take care of my sick patients. I, my work schedule is swamped right now. It's like there's, there's so many things. So I'm trying to find time on my day off to everything I'm doing in the entertainment world is on the time that I have off. And I'm still taking care of sick patients full time. So I'm trying to balance my life to not like burning out because my workload is a lot also as as long as you don't put out that one song that you're thinking of doing called i'll never do a podcast with icon again don't put that one up. <laughs> oh no no that will never happen <laughs> i'm so uh, grateful that uh, uh julie Ju- Ju- grace uh, julie grace our guest here on 89.1 kids i'm going to introduce you to my my co-host at this time uh, his name is luke <laughs> And he's a great guy, and I know he's a fan. So, Luke, what do you got for a guest? Go ahead. Oh, well, Julie, uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, I much appreciation for your um, work in the health industry. I have, I have a mother and a, a sister, both nurses. Um, and, uh, you know, I was wondering, what, what department of um, the hospital, and, and also do you have a, a morning routine, or, like, do you have fuel on caffeine, or what keeps you, um, what keeps you going? Because I know it's a tiring oh, no. business. Um, you don't do caffeine? I, no, I don't. I don't drink coffee, unfortunately. Uh, I used nice. to be, <laughs> well, nice. when I was in professional school, I used to do sweets. But because I'm an Asian descent, and a lot of Asian population grew up on staples such as rice, and 
that's why the the majority of Asian people have diabetes, where the majority of Americans have heart disease, and heart disease yeah. is the number one killer in America, other than car accidents. And you notice mm-hmm. that the difference is that the diet and the lifestyle make the difference. And that diabetes yeah. is also the second killer, uh, second cause mm-hmm. of death. And then uh, uh, after heart disease, and then cancer is the third cause of death. And you wonder why, and I think diet has contributed to uh, partly because of that. And because the Asian people, they eat so much rice, and rice is carb, uh, carbohydrate-dense, or it has a very high glycemic index. Whereas American people, um, they eat a lot of meat and a lot of cheese and a lot of sugary uh, foods. Yeah, a lot of refined sugar. Right, right. And, and all of those causes are preventable. And uh, and plus we have like the availability of fast food everywhere, and usually the fast food costs a lot cheaper than food that are healthy. <laughs> Let's put it that yes. way. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fresh food and organic vegetables—they're a lot, you know, m- much more um, expensive than the. And then uh, with the cost of everything rising, uh, realistically. A lot of families, both parents have to work. And if you have kids, um, it's very hard. Like, they have to juggle. And to, it's very hard to find time to cook a healthy meal for the kids. Oh, so I've seen a lot of parents, like, choose to eat out or take their kids and eat out fast food. And as you see, we started out where 10 years ago, um, the, the obesity rate, is only one out of three. Now it's almost like one out of two. It's like 42% uh, of the people yeah. in America are obese, and it's at alarming rate. I mean, when you think obesity itself is not uh, something bad or not something to be made fun of, but it's an underlying risk factors for developing many other chronic disease. Uh, it makes uh, other diseases worse, uh, such as like your heart, uh, for example, if you look at, if you use a straw and you drink water, you put water alone, you, you drink it, it's easy. You, sh- you put the water in the cup, you shake it, it moves faster. But if you put a lot of sugar or a lot of fatty stuff, the, the, the liquid becomes very thick, right? And it's very oh, hard yeah. to move alone. And then so if you look at your blood vessels, each of your blood vessels in your body not all of them are big. Some of them are like much smaller than the straw that you drink from the sip of your cup. It's much smaller than those vessels. And imagine your blood when it becomes so thick, so viscous, and it's very hard to move around your body. It makes your heart work a lot, a lot harder to pump all those, you know, blood to deliver all the nutrients and the oxygen into each of your cells and your organs. So it's it develops so many different problems from high blood pressure, from heart disease. From, uh, it makes people, um, when you have high blood sugar, people have poor wound healing. Um, when you have uh, poor wound healing, it's because the, the, a lot of blood cannot deliver to the cells that need to be in the cells die. And it causes kidney damage. Uh, it causes eye problems. I've seen, like, um, patients, some of my patients are like in the 30s, uh, already have kidney failure, and one patient like 
500 pounds or 600 pounds, a few 700 pounds, some of them can't walk. They're like uh, immobile and sit in the bed. And one time I talked to one of the patients, and she said she does everything right except she drinks 24 cans of soda a day. So, uh, yeah, and she cannot walk, and she already has kidney failure. So I said, she said, but it's a diet soda, it's zero sugar. I said, honey, but those are not fuel for your body. Even though it's diet soda, it's not the right fuel for your body. If you think about it, the car would not run in the long term if you don't put the right fuel into it, right? So your body right. is the same way. It's kind of like a machine. If you don't put the right fuel in your body, it won't run in the long term. So I have to think of a long-term fuel. I cannot rely on sugar in the long term. So in a way, I have to cut my sugar down, and I drink a lot of water. I have mm-hmm. adequate sleep. Yeah, when you talk, ask me about what keeps me going is, I have to strategically plan my day. So God gives me and everybody else 24 hours a day. So I plan, and science says you need at least eight hours of sleep a day. But for me personally, I need at least nine or ten hours of sleep a day to function because most people work only eight hours a day. I work uh, like nine, people who work from nine to five. I work from 9 to 7.30, like 10 hours with half an hour's lunch break. So that's like 10 hours and a half and plus, you know, time of driving and get stuck in traffic and all that. So I have to plan strategically and have my adequate sleep. Um, most people, like more than 40% of American people have insomnia problems. And they don't have yeah. enough sleep. And when you don't have enough sleep, your body, a lot of your body organs don't work. So I've seen people who don't have enough sleep, they suffer from headaches, like none of because your body don't work, function properly. People have from brain fog to tired. They have increased risk of, um, they have nausea, they have poor digestion, uh, acid problems. So, and a lot of times people don't correct the problem by the root cause, they they take, uh, what do you call it, medication, like quick fix to, to get yeah. things done. And then, Five hour energies. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, people like to take care of other people or projects or things, but nobody takes a good care of their health. And for me personally, I believe that having a good health is the first state of happiness. You can have everything in life. You can make all the money in the world, but if you don't have good health, you will not enjoy life. And I've seen so many people with make so much money, have everything in life, but don't enjoy life because their quality of life goes down because they don't know how to take good care of themselves, right? Yeah. And so the first thing I do is I plan my day. I have to take at least eight hours sleep because if I don't take a good care of myself, I cannot take a good care of my patients. I will make errors, and I don't want that to happen. So I have to very discipline myself, and and my schedule is not a steady schedule. I have very variable schedules, so it depends on the needs uh, where my boss put me, and because I ha- I'm working in a team with other people, so we have to rotate our shift. And a lot of time I work in the evening shift, um, like from 4 p.m. to almost 3 in the morning. Um, 
So I have to, so number one, I get adequate sleep. That's a priority. It's uh, to take self-care, a good care of myself. And the second thing is, like I mentioned earlier, diet. I have to watch what I eat because diabetes is a big, um, I have a high risk of developing diabetes because it runs in my family. Because as you can see, I grew up from Asian parents, Asian families. We eat a lot of rice. So I had to cut down my rice intake and I had to increase my meal portion. Um, I mean, I'm not a dietitian, but in general rule of thumb is 50% of your meals uh, should be vegetables. Like say if you have a plate of food, um, 50% vegetables, fruits, uh, some nuts and uh, um, beans or lentils, and then 25%, I have to cut down my carbs, uh, complex carbs, which is um, like rice, corn, quinoa, pasta, noodles, bread, um, you name it, like starchy stuff, corn, tortilla, pizza. So I have to cut that down to 25%. And my protein intake is um, between 10 to 25%. So, and protein, the majority of American people eat meat, and their meat portion is big, really, really big. I say, (laughs) if I eat that much meat, my body will not digest well. I have to probably take Tums or other stuff. And so, and... And you have to think of uh, outside the box, protein, not, not only meat, you can try seafood, you can try tofu, um, you can try Soy nuts. Or, yeah. yeah, you can try like other healthy alternative options, fish, uh, shrimp, um, nuts. It is unfortunate you, know, you did say nuts like, or beans. Yeah. yeah, like a bag of almonds you can get. Ten McDoubles yeah. for that, you know. <laughs> like, right, but uh, but people choose meat a lot, a lot of uh, meat, and uh, people yeah. eat a lot of meat, meat and cheese. And you, yeah, meat and cheese. So those, uh, when you put the not the right food for your body, you can see your body react to it. You either don't digest well, um, and or you don't feel well. Your body knows. Like when people drink a lot of uh, coffee and they put a lot of the problem is they don't just drink coffee. They put creamers, they put sugars, or they put artificial sweeteners, or, and all other stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Julie I mean, Grace like, is our you, guest here. Yeah. Uh, Julie Grace is our guest here. We got we got about uh, eight minutes here with Julie. Uh, so I didn't want to I didn't want to miss doing this real quick. If our fans yeah. want to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Uh, I do have Facebook. I do have Instagram. I post my uh, Instagram address on my Facebook and also on my uh, TikTok. I have TikTok, but I don't know how to add it on my... uh, But if you go to TikTok, you can search for me. Awesome. Uh, we, well, unfortunately, you know, we only, we only have about uh, eight minutes left, uh, and I, uh, you know, I wish we had some more time. But like I say, we're uh, you know on a time crunch. Uh, I, I do want to go back and talk to you about uh, some of the movies that you've been in. Uh, oh with, yeah. Uh, like Devil's Night, Bloodthirst. Uh, you know, of course, I'm guessing these are mostly all horror films, but. Uh, like it says, uh, Devil's Night comes out in 2024. 
Uh, Bloodthirst was in 2023. Night of the Tommy Knockers, 2022. Bridge of the Dune, 2022. Death Count, 2022. Uh, so uh, you were busy in 2022. Then it looks like in 2023 and 2024, you kind of uh, decided to slow down a little bit? Uh Yes, at like 20, 20, 22, 23, that's uh, in one. I don't remember, but someone close to me passed away. And then I was involved in those projects. That's, that's the friend that uh, got me, helped me get into those projects. And that friend passed away. And then it took me a while to grieve and and kind of like reflecting on what I'm trying to um, prioritize in my life. So now I'm trying to spend more time and um, involved in more movies, picking up more movies and entertainment projects or photo shoots. But before that, I haven't done much uh, photo shoots or movies. That's awesome. But the, the but- Devil's Night is still in post-production. I don't think it will come out until this summer. And um, also, Curse Water is also in post production. I we just shot Curse Water this past summer. But uh, uh, really I think yes. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, Devil's Night is already out. Uh, Night of the Tommy Knocker is already out. Um, what do you call it? Bridge of the Doom is already out. Um, I forgot. I have been in a couple of movies, but. Uh, well, yeah. one of my favorites uh, that you, uh, one of my favorites that you were in uh, is uh, uh, Death Count from 2022. Oh. That was my one of my favorites when you were the reporter. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, oh. for those of you who have. Uh, uh, for those of you who have never seen uh, what Julie Grace looks like, uh, go go on uh, IMDb, go on Facebook, check her out. Uh, if uh, if I could say this, uh, Julie, don't take this wrong way, but you definitely could give Tia Carrera a run for her money. <laughs> who? I'm sorry. You could give, you could give Tia Carrera a run for her money. <laughs> I I don't. I'm sorry, but I don't know who that. Actress or actress. Well, she was in uh, I, she was in Wayne she was in Wayne's World and she was in uh, True Lies. Oh uh, yes, um, yeah, classics. Hey, uh, we need to uh, like when, hold yeah, on one second. We need to I will definitely do that. We will. We need to take a quick little time out. Hold on one second. All right. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. We always have to uh, do a little uh, legal idea. we got about uh, five minutes here left. Uh, I don't know, uh, Big Swing, if you got, uh, if you got a quick question, uh, we got, uh, we got about four minutes, so go ahead. Um, well, I was sort of um, listening in. Um, I was doing some other things around the studio as well. But, uh, yeah, just I, I, I noticed a lot of the titles uh, of the movie, some of which uh, I have actually I have heard of. And just wondering if, if those type of, of movies are ones that you gravitate to, like you want 
to be in that genre of, of movie, or is that really just the scripts that have come your way that you've accepted, or like, I mean, is there a specific genre you like uh, performing in, or how does that? Uh, ideally, I like to be in uh, rom-com, <laughs> rom-com okay. or a little bit action. I like Indiana Jones type of like adventures and a little bit humorous here and there would be nice, but. Uh, because I'm I'm still a nobody in the entertainment world, so I was willing to pick up whatever. I was just happy to be in the movie <laughs> at that time. Well, you're somebody to and us. It you to are me. somebody yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. So it, it just happened to be a, a horror. I guess horror movie sells, and a lot of people like to watch horror movies. So it happened to be in it. And it was uh, – and my upcoming movies are uh, again horror movies. I guess it's uh, <laughs> and I'm because I'm still a no name, so it's I'm very affordable in for people with low budget. So I have a lot of people reach okay. out to me for the movies, and I, I'm just happy to be in it. I don't mind to play any role that they have in mind for me. It's well, you know, I'll tell you what, somebody in a rom com. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, Julie, there's 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 nothing wrong with that. That's how I got my start too. The couple movies that, that are coming up, uh, we're going to yeah. be filming. Uh, I said I would work for hot dogs and a place to sleep on set. So I'm with you on that, Julie. <laughs> yeah, if if you if you think there's a role that you have in mind for me, please keep me in uh, keep me posted. I'll be happy to travel to you know be in your movies. Or if you or your friends. Have any movies that looking for an Asian-looking girl? I'm in. <laughs> so. uh, absolutely. I know we can hook you up with Scott. Scott Handy. He's got some great projects on the horizon. Icon's going to be in one, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, please keep me posted. And then uh, the, here's the thing with me. Uh, when people book me, they have to let me know uh, at least two months in advance because my boss, make a schedule out like my work schedule like a month out in advance and once the schedule is out it's very hard for me to uh, switch with uh, other staff because they you know people have their own life and it's busy they have kids and they have other things so it would be great if you know like let me know the shooting dates my shooting dates two months in advance so I can request off on my work to uh, work in the movies or projects that you have in mind for me. And uh, as long as you let me know how many days of work, like what day of shoot, and it works out a lot better for me. I have to tell well, everybody it, that. It, I mean, at this point, that... I, I, cannot, I cannot quit my job yet uh, at the hospital to because the cost of living in California is very extremely high. It's ridiculously high. And uh, with acting alone, I don't think I'll be able to pay <laughs> for all the expenses here. So I still keep my job of uh, taking care of sick patients. Well, you know, it is funny you mention that because, yeah, we, uh, I, 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 I'm going to mention that real quick. Uh, you know, it's funny you mention that because we did book you eight months ago, and we finally got this done. Uh, I'm going to talk to Scott Hand. Maybe he can uh, 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 do a movie that we could uh, write called – uh, we'll call it uh, house call, and uh, we can have a love scene. But we can have a love scene between you and I. And I know. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, and then uh, the, the scene could be just before uh, just before you give me a big kiss. Some guy comes and uh, chokes me out with uh, medical tape, something like that. <laughs> All right. 
work if you can write me in I'll play that part for you <laughs> like well, the what, happy, then, <laughs> then we'll go for that <laughs> and uh, real quick here, for those of you who listen to our, our, our show on, from, on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live, Monday, like that. Go to 89.1, Kent FM page, like that. Do a $10 month donation to Tower of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win a autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. And, Julie, I do believe if you have not sent us some, you will be sending us some, I think. Uh, send some what? I'm sorry? Autographed pictures. Oh, uh, I can do digital autographs. Just uh, go to my Facebook or Instagram, pick a photo of me that you like, and then I'll um, sign my digital autograph, and then I'll message, send it back to you. We will definitely do that. I'll tell you what, Julie, thank you so much for joining us. You are awesome. Uh, eight months in the making. We finally got it done. We thank you for all you do, and we will definitely have you on again. And I will definitely uh, get Scott Hand to get in contact with you about uh, doing or having a role in one of his future projects. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here. Thank you, and I hope everybody uh, have a great evening. Take care, thank okay? You, Julie. Hey, thank you, All right. We love you. Take care. Yeah. All right, uh, there for the grace, ladies and gentlemen, Julie Grace. Uh, looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings here. Uh, we are going to take another quick little timeout. We'll be back after these messages, so stick with us. We will be right back. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is writing her way into everybody's hearts in Hollywood these days. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my guest at this time. She is Lori Jacobson. Hello there. Hello. How are you, Lori? Good to have you with us. Do I do I give my big intro here? Go ahead. This is Laurie Jacobson, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM. Your hosts are the icon with the big swing, also featuring Scott, the director hand, and the modern nightmare Matthias. Well, hey, how are you, Lloyd? Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, we booked you uh, six months ago. Uh, we yes. we finally get, we finally got this done. We appreciate you joining us. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher question. But before we do that, we want you to do a little background about yourself. Ah, well, uh, that is very broad. Um, background about myself. I have always loved Hollywood. Uh, growing up, watched all the old black and white movies I could find. Um, moved to L.A. in the 70s, um, just in time for the just in time to meet the last of the legends from the golden era of Hollywood. And uh, 
found out um, the the truth behind the uh, studio PR machine, and uh, and the truth you can't make it up any better than what really happened. Uh, so I ended up interviewing tons of people all from all walks of life. The Pops characters at the studio gate who knew everything. Waitresses, maitre d's, you know, people who held their job because they knew where to seat people, who was talking to whom, who was divorcing whom. Um, it was a small town. And, uh, you know, my interest turned into a book. Uh, I was in a comedy improv class all of that time for seven years with like John Ritter and Robin Williams and John LaRoquette and uh, comedy was a huge deal wow. you know I worked at the comedy store Richard Pryor oh, just I had a blast and uh, I've written six books a bunch of documentaries including the 20th anniversary of the Mary Tyler Moore show which was a career highlight for me and um I left Hollywood in 98 to marry Timmy from Lassie, if you have anyone old enough listening to your show to remember that show. And uh, I have lived happily ever after in Northern California, where I continue to write books and uh, and um, make personal appearances and, and all, all that kind of stuff. So let me ask you this: uh, What would uh, are you? What would you have, what would you have, what, yeah, what would we have to do to uh, have you hook us up with uh, Timmy from Lassie? <laughs> hey, well, that'd be easy. Because uh, you know, I I'll tell you what I I watched that show on reruns when I was a kid. And yeah. uh, you know, my my parents always wondered why I kept on standing on the porch. I was I always did this. This is what I used to do. Take a listen. I was I always used to yell for Lassie come home, and she would never come home. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so sad. Well, we, he's great. Um, you know, I, I worked. I wrote his autobiography with him. Timmy's in the well. What else are we going to call it? And. Uh, <laughs> At the moment, and early next month, we are just about to launch a new pet product. Uh, It's a CBD spray for pets, for dogs, uh, for dogs who suffer with any kind of anxiety um, or arthritis or joint pain. Um, You know, some dogs fear riding in the car or fireworks or... um, going to the vet or being separated from their owners for for any length of time. And we've got the only CBD in a spray. You just each spray is a measured dose. It couldn't be easier. It's called Spray Mix and Go. And uh so we're really excited about that. We have looked for years for a pet product that John by the way, that's his name, John Provost, could put his name on. And uh, we couldn't find one that somebody else made that we loved enough, so we made our own. Well, I'll tell you so what, if you, could, big... uh, 
if, if you could set us up with uh, if you could set us up with Timmy, I, well, I'm already here forever and you're dead. Uh, I know that uh, I'm glad that you still answer my phone calls, but uh, I would be forever in your debt if you could uh, set us up with Timmy from Lassie. Hey, we can make that happen. Do this, do this. Say, I'll tell you what, if you don't go on Icon Show, you're going to be doing dishes for the next month, and I don't care if Lassie does come home. (laughs) 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 Uh, We have uh, Lori Jenkins here. We've got about uh, 30 minutes here with Lori. Uh, I'm going to ask one more question, then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me. Uh, one of the projects that I do want to take you, uh, talk to you about uh, was actually uh, uh, share the same title with uh, one of my all-time favorite singers' uh, songs uh, called uh, Not Fade Away. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Not Fade Away. I'm, I'm trying to re- what 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 are we talking about? Uh, you did a uh, – didn't you do a uh, project in uh, – uh, 2008, uh, where you were Liza called Not Fade Away? Um, oh my God, this sounds so familiar. And tell me, <laughs> I, I, uh, Not Fade Away, was that, uh, you'll have to help me. I, uh, I'm running to my own IMDB page because I'm not sure what you mean. Well, I'll tell you what, our, our, our producer better have got the right, uh, Lori Jacobs, and I do believe he did, but, uh, directed by Susan Boyle and uh, Wayne uh, Boyer, uh, starring uh, Liz uh, oh. Jarin, uh, Shirley Knight. Yes, yes, okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes, well, th- yes, I was merely lucky enough to be an actress in that movie, but I, you know, I wasn't um, uh, a creative, you know, I didn't write it or produce it, but um, I did have a part in it that was written specifically for me and that was a huge compliment and um we shot it up here in northern california and my gosh it's been a while since i have thought about that and uh and uh, i believe shirley knight passed away not terribly long after that and she was such an incredible legend so that was that was um a tremendous honor for me to even be a part of that. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Lori Jacobson, our guest here. What I'm going to do here, Lori, I'm going to introduce you to our, our, um, my co-host, and then uh, we're going to come back to me. I'm going to ask you the hard-hitting question. But uh, first off, let's go with uh, Big Swing first. Uh, Big Swing, I know that you always wanted Lassie to come to your place, too. So what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, <laughs> yes, it was uh quite sad when Lassie did not uh, return, or at least wasn't for a while, but yeah, I um, I do remember growing up, you know, uh, seeing, you know, seeing the show and everything, but I I more so, I mean, it's a little bit before my time, uh, I, I more so am wondering, um, throughout your career, uh, what has been probably the most memorable experience um, for you, whether it's, you know, movie role or, or meeting you know, different celebrities or, you know, a particular instance when you were shooting, a, you know, a film or whatnot that really kind of stands out to you that like, like if this were a campfire story, like what would you, what would you want to tell people about, about, uh, Ooh. Ooh, and, and, that, and you can't say, you can't say this show cause that'd be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, don't worry about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, 
gosh, that you know, and that's really tough. I I worked for for uh, about a decade with a man named Jack Haley Jr. Um, he was the son of the Tin Man from uh, Wizard of Oz, and uh, he was one of the leading documentary filmmakers in in L.A. at the time, and um, I had incredible experiences with him. Um, he was always being asked to do uh, tribute um, tribute uh, videos for uh, people being honored by different um, charity organizations, and so I would always get to go to those, and and I and I just met everyone there that I ever dreamed of meeting that was still alive. Um, you know, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, we worked with them. And, okay, so uh, a lot of people only think of Paul Newman as salad dressing, <laughs> but he was so much more than that. And besides being uh, an Oscar-winning actor um, and one of the handsomest men to ever live, um, he he just gave billions to charity by starting with his salad dressing, and it has gone on and on to many other food products. And he was one of the nicest people, and a race car driver, and so cool. So I worked with him on uh, on this project of his um, through Jack Haley's office, and uh, and it culminated in this big banquet. Um, and the banquet was going to be the last time I was going to see him. And so I just gave him a big hug and said, I'm on Paul withdrawal now. And he was very sweet and hugged me and went off up to his hotel room. And about five days later, he stopped by the office to say goodbye to everyone. And uh, I heard the door open and the bell ring, and I looked up and Paul Newman was standing across the room, and he looked at me and said, Hello, baby. I'm here to give you your last fix. And then I hardly remember anything after that except him walking toward me and giving me a big kiss. And that was pretty exciting. <laughs> so I, that was my favorite Hollywood kiss, I have to say. And, um, you know, working on the documentaries and the books I've written have been, has all been, uh, you know, discovering the truth about certain Hollywood deaths and scandals was also fulfilling. And one of my books, which I just recently uh, re-released in a much longer version, is called Hollywood, is called Hollywood Haunted. Because when I wrote about people who died under mysterious circumstances or their deaths were never solved, um, there were always ghost stories attached to those stories. And so I actually went ghost hunting, uh, and I had some really incredible, scary um, inspiring, fascinating things happened to me when I did that as well. So I, I just—it's so hard to pick just one thing. Also, did I you, did you not give in the paranormal and stuff like that before you went, or like was it eye-opening for you there, or did you 
sort of have a an idea about it, and that just kind of uh, confirms your suspicions. Well, you mentioned the campfire. You know, I we always told ghost stories around the campfire okay. when I was a kid, and I always believed in ghosts, but uh, but I had never had a ghostly experience, and now oh. I can say I've had um, plenty of them, and some that have um, scared the living hell out of me, and some that have been so comforting. And some just uh, spooky. Oh, wow. but That's I got awesome. To get in, I got to get into amazing places in Hollywood in my search for ghosts. So that was that was another, uh, you know, candle on the cake for me to get, you know, backstage at Grauman's Chinese Theater or, you know, <laughs> Uh, Lori Jacobson is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about uh, 23 minutes. Uh, so, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you got to work with uh, Jack Haley Jr. Productions. Unfortunately, we lost uh, Jack Haley about uh, 23 years ago. Uh, it'll be April 21st, 2020, uh, 2001, when we lost uh, Mr. Haley. Wow. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, more about it in a second, but I'm sure that my friend Luke here, our other co-host, he's got a few questions, and I know that he would like to go go something with you. Uh, go ahead. Uh, what do you got, uh, Luke? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what, where do you like to go when you like to go? Um, when you like to go and see reminded of the whole old Hollywood, like is there a certain spot or any anywhere that in particular that has still got that old Hollywood flavor? Um, sure. You know, the Comedy Store um, was uh, one of the hottest clubs uh, on the Strip in Hollywood in the um, 40s and 50s. It was called Ciro's. And um, everybody went there, everybody. And if you didn't like what was happening there, across the street was the Trocadero, and down a little further was the Macambo. And, and it was all within walking distance. But those two places are parking lots now. Only the Comedy Store remains. It is haunted to the oh, rafters. I was about to ask you that as well. That's one of the is – it, is it a, a – Ghost uh, that um, isn't it a single like a, a ghost that everybody knows from back in the day or something that like multiple comedians have seen, right? Uh, oh yeah. Um, there, you know, there it, it's actually filled with ghosts um, of from all ages, uh, wow. all eras. Um, we've seen gangster type guys in pinstripe suits with wide lapels. Um, wow. There is something, yeah, I mean, there is something really uh, terrifying in the basement, um, and very few people want to go down to the basement anymore. Um, uh, we think that somebody was taken down to the basement and well, one of the psychics we, we had investigate the building g got terrible pains in his legs when he was on the steps to the basement and collapsed. So we think someone was wow. dragged down there, um, had their legs broken, and apparently oh, worse. Um, but there are also happy ghosts there. Um, I th we think that a lot of people come 
back to revisit the place because they had such a wonderful time there. Um, and we see people in older clothing, um, you know, sipping from sipping drinks from glasses that that the uh, restaurant didn't carry. Um, wow! And um, and do you remember a comic named Sam Kinison? Oh, yes, course. very much, very <laughs> much so. All right. Okay, so I, I was hoping you'd say that Sam. Um, the the ghosts hated Sam's act. <laughs> He's the only comic I know that was heckled from beyond. They hated the screaming. You know, he was always, he screamed at the top of his head. They hated that. And whenever he went on, something would go wrong. The lights would go out. The sound system would fail. You know, ten comics would be on before him, ten comics after him, no trouble anywhere. But when he was on, all hell broke loose. Um, so one night he's in the club after the club closed, you know, we would hang out there and he was saying, okay, okay, you want me? Come and get me. He's speaking to the the unseen ghosts at the club. And with that, an ashtray just lifted off a table and flew across the room, just wow. missing his head and smashing wow. against the wall. <laughs> You know, so be careful what you wish for. And, you know, actually, do you know the story of when Sam uh, was killed? Yeah, in the car accident, I do believe, yes. Yeah, I mean, the ironic thing, you know, because Sam, you know, was a, a big substance abuser. And the irony is he got sober, he got married, he was as happy as could be, and he was killed by a drunk driver um, who uh, hit his car. But when, uh, and his brother and friends were following him in another car, and obviously they saw the accident, and they saw Sam running, running around his car, and they you know they ran to him and as soon as they got to him he collapsed and his brother told me he was talking to i get he was talking to someone from beyond saying wow. he wasn't ready to go he didn't want to go and then there would be a a long pause while he got an answer and he argued with this angel or whatever and then he said okay and then he shut his eyes and he passed on wow. so i i found that uh, also bittersweet we we were very wow. sad to lose him um but he he challenged he challenged those spirits and he was something else. So uh, so if uh, so if uh, someone uh, were to ask you uh, about uh, you know paranormal activity, uh, does anybody ever come to you and say, "Hey, who are you gonna call?" <laughs> um, gee, no, I never heard that. Yeah, I heard that. But yeah, uh, when people taking... ask me where to go, I would say the Roosevelt Hotel is really haunted. Um, 
Ooh. I always forget the na- the holly the the palace. It's now called something else. It starts with an A. I forgot what it's called, but the palace on Vine Street, haunted to the rafters. Um, but you know, really, it's been. I don't know. I I love it. I love going to those places and getting the vibe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, have you ever? So have you ever had the? Uh, uh, it, yeah, it's called the Avalon in Hollywood now. Avalon, uh, thank used, you. Yeah, it used to be the Palace on Vine Street. It's now the Avalon. Uh, we have uh, Lori Jacobson, our guest here, and uh, we got, uh, well, geez, we got, uh, well, we still got a lot of time here. I'm glad that we do because <laughs> this is interesting. We we got about a good 15 minutes here left. Uh, but uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, you know, you, you talk about paranormal activity. Have you uh, ever had the uh, situation where uh, you're uh, walking in your library in your house and all of a sudden you see books start floating or, uh, you know, you look up and you see someone floating above your bed, kind of like in Ghostbusters or or stuff like that? Has that ever happened? Um, Not in my house, I have to say, thank God. Um, it's very scary when that stuff happens, but in places that I have, uh, gone ghost hunting, yeah, that's happened. You know, there was one place in Beechwood Canyon where, you know, I mean, books were flying off the shelves. I mean, boom, 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 people are ducking and, you know, phone books are flying at them. And somebody said, I'm hungry and bananas flew out of the kitchen and landed at their feet. You know, a fire started in a wastebasket. A priest came in to bless the place and his hat disappeared immediately off his head and was found later on the roof of the building. Um, wow. It, it was the most haunted place, that, this particular um, uh, parapsychologist that I worked with uh, had ever um, investigated. And he spent the night there. Now, I, I, I'm no fool. I'm not going to spend the night <laughs> in a place like that. But he, he just... He has no fear when it comes to that. And uh, he saw the doorknob turning in the room that he chose to sleep in, and the door opened and shut, and he didn't see anyone. And and, um, a woman, a female, who at least she was perfumed like a female, got in bed with him and spooned him. Wow. I know. What's his no, address? Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, what, what, is the address of the, what is the address of this place? <laughs> uh. And I have also spoken to a lot of people who, who. Oh, okay, wait. You must remember Ricky Nelson. Yes, I do. I, 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 I one of my all-time favorite singers, uh, definitely. Um, uh, okay, uh, so. So his, okay, his father, um, Ozzy Nelson, where Ricky got his start on on the Ozzy and Harriet show, his parents' uh, television show, um, when Ozzy died in his 60s uh, of, of cancer, and he was furious about it, never smoked, never drank, how did I get this? Um, and he was not at peace. He was seen in the uh, 
studio where they used to shoot the Ozzie and Harriet show, and he was all over the house that they used to live in. And after a few years after he passed, his wife decided to sell the house, and she sold it to a couple that was uh, friends of theirs. And shortly after they purchased the house and moved in, the wife in the couple was awakened many times, whether she was napping or uh, asleep for the evening, someone was pulling back the covers, (laughs) nuzzling at her neck, and let me just say, Ozzy had some fast hands. (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I I definitely got to get the address of this place and book a night. Uh, in the no tell motel, uh, we have uh, we have uh, we have Lori Jacobson's guest. So when you see like a movie Ghostbusters for you, that would be called Tuesday Night. <laughs> well, I never saw anything like what happened in Ghostbusters. Okay, I never saw like you know ectoplasmic manifestations floating around with weird faces on them or, you know, gargoyles flying off buildings. No, but, you know, weird smells, noises. um, I have been touched by unseen hands on my shoulders. Um, Yeah. uh, thing inanimate objects moving in front of me. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. There is there there is one there is one scene from the movie Ghostbusters that, as a kid, that I always wanted to see happen. Uh, 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 this is the one where uh, Dan Aykroyd, his character, is laying in bed, and all of a sudden there's this beautiful female uh, floating above his bed. Then the next thing you know, his pants, his belt's coming undone, his pants are getting undone. <laughs> that is the kind of experience I want to have <laughs> one time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, because you don't have to uh, commit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. I, I, want, I want to talk to you about, about a few a few of your other projects, and uh, uh, I do believe that uh, you know a good friend of the show. He's been on a couple times, uh, A.J. Benza. Uh, you know, I don't n- know him. I certainly know of him. Because um, I know you made a couple appearances on, on uh, I, Mysteries and Scandals. Yes, I was on Mysteries and Scandals a, a bunch of times. You know, probably fifty fifty times. But um, you know, he he just shot the opening and closing of the show, and he was never there. Uh, you know, it was a producer who would interview me, so I never actually got to meet him. But hopefully, if he watched his own show, <laughs> he saw me and knows who I am. But I sure know who he is. And uh, for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that, do a $10 month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, and future guests. Now, I do believe, uh, Lori, that you are sending us a few, or you have sent us a few autographs. You know, I don't, I don't sign pictures of myself, but I'll be happy to uh, send one or two of my books over your way and sign them, and you can give them away. Wow. That, that would be perfect. That's, that's exactly what I was uh, uh, hoping for. Uh, you, you read my mind. 
And uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, and I, I know uh, I, and we're not going to keep hyping on it because you'll, you'll, you'll probably not ever want to take my calls again like my relatives, but, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> the new Wood Springs. Uh, with, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, when you, uh, I, I want to ask you a little bit about when uh, you uh, met your husband, did you know uh, he was Timmy when you first met him or not? Yes, I was um, at an autograph show. That's what they used to be called before they became Comic-Cons. They were called autograph shows. It was 1996. It was at the Beverly Garland Hotel in uh, the in the Valley, uh, in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles. And um, he was sitting next to... Uh, a good friend of mine named Stan Livingston, who played Chip on My Three Sons. Oh, who has also been on our show. Oh, has he? One of the oh, nicest yeah. people I've, I, I know in the world. A great guy. So smart, too. So I went over. It was a slow moment at the show, and I went over to say hello to Stan, and I found out later that my hu- my future husband was kicking him under the table until Stan finally introduced us. And the rest, as they say, is history. So, yes, I knew he was sitting there signing pictures of, of Timmy, so I, I figured he was Timmy. <laughs> and uh, we also want to uh, congratulate you. On March 28th uh, this year, you, you'll be married to Timmy for 25 years. Wow, you guys are very impressive with the research. Um, yes, we will. I'm so excited about it. And uh, like, like um, you know, so let me ask you this: uh, If I, um, um, well, you you know that I would I would do anything to have you set me up with uh, uh, Timmy, but uh, uh, would I just have to send him a letter, or would you just tell him how cool of a guy I am and? Uh, uh, tell him that, hey, if you go on his show, he'll stop calling us at 2 in the morning? <laughs> I'll just, I, I, I'll pick B. <laughs> I'll tell him what a cool guy you are. And, right. uh, and and we'll make that happen for you. That's easy. All right. And and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, I, he'll probably not like me for saying this, but uh, he's got a birthday coming up in two weeks on March 12th. And uh, he will be, I do believe, 74 years old. Yes, he will. It's shocking, but true. Well, you know what they say, a good woman such as yourself is what keeps a man young. Uh, well, he does a really good job of staying young. He's he's a ton of fun. And uh, for, for I know I'll get hate tweets for this, but, you know, I always said that uh, – <laughs> If I if I ever found out from a doctor I had two weeks to live, I would move in with my ex girlfriend because it would seem like a lot longer. Huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> so uh, real quick here, uh, we 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 still got uh, we still got about uh, ten minutes here with you, and we do appreciate you. Uh, actually, five minutes. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? I got 
I got uh, Facebook. I got Instagram. I haven't I haven't been on X since they became X. <laughs> uh so yeah, and, and yeah, that's what I got: Instagram, Facebook, uh, my website, lauriejacobson.com, dot com, um, where where anybody can write me for personally autographed books and any questions about Hollywood mysteries and scandals and ghosts. And I love it when people write me, so please feel free. And uh, do you still also uh, have affiliation with uh, Living Legends LTD? I do. Yes, N- not n- yes, yes. I um, book celebrities at uh, s- certain events. I did it. You know, COVID kind of certainly killed that. And uh, but I loved it because it gave me a lot more time to write again. And um, I I do so on a. Uh, on a um, smaller scale than I used to do that, but I still do, and it's fun. And uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, cool books that I uh, I do believe where I first uh, where I first uh, got familiar with your work was a book that you did. I believe it was called TV Dinners. Oh yeah, it you, was actually well, the first. You... It was the first book of yours I ever saw and read. Oh, you're kidding. Um... Uh, well, that one was so easy because um, I looked around and I thought, what do I have a lot of in my life? And the answer was former child stars because <laughs> because of my sweet husband, I have, you know, pretty much met all of his peers and um, TV, di- you know, his particular generation of shows that started in the late 50s and early 60s when TV, TV meant something were, say again when TV meant something ah thank you uh, there were things to be learned from it for sure and um, you know television television is, wasn't that old and TV dinners were invented for that generation because all of a sudden people wanted to watch the shows that were on at dinner time and uh, so TV dinners uh, became the norm, and t- little TV trays and TV tables, <laughs> and a, a, a whole um, a whole line of uh, items went into production when television became so popular. So, uh, so I thought I'll do a book on t- on the g- generation of of child stars that brought that about. And uh, not only do I discuss their careers, but uh, they gave me their favorite meals or recipes from when they were a kid and from today. Well, you know, so, I will, I, I'm not ashamed to admit this. My favorite TV dinners, of course, are Banquet and uh, Hungry Man, you know, <laughs> and uh, I uh, – uh, whenever I came home from school, I always had like one of those little Swanson Kids TV dinners because I liked the little prizes that came on with the little brownie. You know, that's a little background <laughs> in me. Uh, we we got about the uh, we got a... was a. You thought the brownie was a prize? <laughs> no, no, they, they had little, like little games and tattoos and stuff. Uh, but uh, I loved it because of the brownie. I always I used to eat that up. first. Yeah, they I were called no kids' cuisine. I had no idea cuisines. they had little prizes. Yeah, I must have swallowed mine. <laughs> 
Yeah, they were called Kids Cuisines. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Lori, uh, you are you are wonderful. And I, I'll real real quick here, uh, like I mentioned, uh, I love the book TV Dinners, and you're probably going to uh, hate me for saying this, but I actually bought the book uh, from our local public library. I paid fifty dollars for it. Whoa! Wow! Thanks. And I'm sure you're still waiting for the royalty check for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just delighted to hear when somebody enjoys something I wrote. So, well, I, I've enjoyed uh, I every, I've enjoyed that. everything you write. You you are so awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we do appreciate you. And like I say, if uh, I'll be in contact with you, you can hook us up with Timmy. I'll understand if uh, uh, you're like the rest of my relatives. Uh, whenever they see my number pop on their call ID, they have the name not saved under my name. They have it saved. Do not answer this. We love you, Lori. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. All right. Awesome. That was awesome. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. We had another successful show. Uh, we've had, uh, uh, we're going to get to have uh, Timmy uh, from Lassie on the show. That's going to be awesome. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was my dad's all-time favorite show, That and Gentle Ben. And uh, I can't wait to uh, uh, talk to him about that. And uh, you, well, you, you're going to be joining me uh, on Tuesday tomorrow night, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. I look forward uh, for to it. Our, I, uh... For our no-holds-barred interview, you've actually became a, yeah. a, a great little stand-in here, and uh, we do love you. And hopefully, uh, you know, this won't be a rare thing. Hopefully you'll be able to continue doing it because we, uh, we do like you having on with us, uh, you know, like when Scott can't yeah, be yeah. here. And, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, because uh, the, the, the show, yeah, the Tuesday show is now cemented with you and Big Swing and myself. So you are now a part of that. So uh, you're, you're, you're ours forever. So you can't leave us. So there you go. Awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm forever indebted. I'm so, I'm so happy to, you know, I'm learning from the, the, the Jedi master himself, you know. Right, and you know, as, yeah, you know, and this is true. Everybody thinks this is uh, this is not true, but it is. Uh, like when I remember when I tried to get a date for prom, right? I uh, I actually asked twelve girls out, and thirteen turned me down. Uh, this one girl came up to me and said, "Don't even think about asking me." I'm like, "Oh, okay, no problem." <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and uh, my love life was stale after that. Oh my but, God, you know, who the hell cares? <laughs> I guess nobody. Uh, so anyway, uh, next week we got a big show. Check out our Facebook page. Find out who's coming up next. Uh, until then, remember it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Love each other. Care for each other. And we will see you every year here every Monday night on 89.1 Kens FM, 9 p.m., 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us next week. We love you. Stay safe and yeah. be with us next week. And check out our Tuesday show. You think you know me? On the stage, I
My mom thinks the 80s are gnarly. So here's another gnarly song from the 80s. Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. Remember when you were a kid and your mom made fresh-baked bread and you couldn't wait to get a slice of that homemade goodness? Walking into Breadsmith's of Fargo will give you that same sensation. They offer fresh-baked artisan breads made from scratch every day, baked in a huge earth oven. Breadsmith of Fargo is located at 1617 32nd Avenue South in Fargo. They're open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. And they are also on the web at www.redsmith.com. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. From Feature Story News in New Delhi, I'm Neha Punia. U.S. President Joe Biden says he thinks that a ceasefire in Gaza is likely days away. This comes amid reports of some progress having been reached in ongoing negotiations between Israel and Hamas in Qatar. This even as an active duty U.S. airman who set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. in an apparent protest against the war in Gaza has died. The airman has been identified as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell of San Antonio in Texas. He filmed the protest, yelling free Palestine and collapsed to the ground. In a live stream, he called the Israeli crackdown in Gaza genocide and said that what he was doing was not as extreme as the suffering of the Palestinian people. The Secret Service's uniform division extinguished the flames. The Air Force said that he had succumbed to his injuries and passed away on Sunday night. Kate Fisher, Washington. Nurses in South Korea are being given legal protection to perform some medical procedures to try and ease a crisis caused by a walkout of trainee doctors. More than two-thirds of the country's resident and intern doctors have left their posts to protest the government's plans to increase quotas of trainees to cope with a shortage of doctors. The government is warning of legal action against those who don't get back to work by the end of the month. Patrick Falk is reporting. Uh, health officials have said that considering the gravity of the situation, that this is their last plea. The situation in hospitals and emergency services is described as being chaotic and dangerous, uh, but you might argue that the government is still giving the protesters quite some leeway. They're telling them that if they do get back to work by the end of the month and they won't be held responsible for what's happening. They're also telling them that that is where they will be heard most loudly and effectively when they are on the side of the patients. But as you mentioned, uh, they could face suspensions, uh, minimum suspensions of uh, three months of their licenses if they don't get back to work by that deadline. Japan is set to begin a fourth discharge of treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean from Wednesday. The owner of the wrecked Fukushima nuclear power plant, TEPCO, has been releasing the water in batches since August last year. It's said to be the last release of wastewater for the fiscal year, and comes as TEPCO confirms that test results from previous discharges show the water as well within the safety standards it set with the Japanese government. For 17 days, a total of 7,800 tons of waste.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.